In this episode, I dive into why we need to focus on one goal at a time with small steps along the way. It may seem counterintuitive or like we won't get anything done, but we get absolutely nothing done if we're super unfocused. So let's chat about it now. Welcome to the Discover Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kampmeyer, and on this show, we're dedicated to helping you discover the real you. If you're ready to find out who you are deep down and live a truly authentic life, keep listening. And don't forget, we're in this together. Hey there, I am back for episode 10, as promised, about focus and goals. First, though, I just want to say, this is, we're in double digits now. This is episode number 10. That is amazing. (laughs) That means for me, for 10 weeks straight, I have been consistent, which is something I have struggled with not necessarily not being, but for feeling like I have to be. But I've been consistent with posting these episodes. So I'm just going to take a second to feel good about that (laughs) because I think that's something we need to do is really celebrate our strengths or our accomplishments And yeah, I'll probably talk about that in another episode, but we are here to talk about focus and goals. That is the main point for this episode, so here we go. Uh, Like I mentioned in the last episode, my creativity came back with a vengeance. Like, all of a sudden, I woke up with a million ideas flooding into my brain, and it was a little overwhelming. But really, to me, it was just a huge lesson to trust the universe and know that everything's going to work out the way it should if I follow my intuition, which has been kind of a scary thing for me to do lately because I felt so out of whack. Like without my creativity, I'm almost not even sure who I am and feeling like I don't know who I am or like this isn't where I'm supposed to be and feeling really frustrated with that kind of thing. Uh, Following my intuition has not been easy, but it's something I truly want to work on. So this whole process has been huge for me. Realizing that things don't need to be done right now. You know, I don't have to do all the things this very minute, like how I've worked in the past, my old behavior, pattern of behavior. Uh, Timing will happen when it's supposed to. I just have to trust and follow my intuition. It's made me realize that I need to be very mindful of those patterns, those negative patterns and behavior like we talked about last week, and create a focused plan with structure so I don't fall victim to these old behaviors time and time again. I need to be open to testing new behaviors, even if they seem counterintuitive or maybe unappealing, like I don't really want to do them. For me, one of these things has been implementing a morning routine. It's something that I've resisted for a very long time. I didn't want one. Everybody said I needed one. You know, the main habits of millionaires, everybody who's really rich and important and whatever, they have morning routines. Everybody was suddenly talking about a morning routine. I even created a journal about morning routines and then promptly did not use it like at all. (laughs) So I would try and I wouldn't be consistent. So that was one of those things that I'm like, well, then I guess I'm just not good at this. I quit. I'm not doing it. It's not working for me because if I can't just naturally do it, then I guess I don't need it. I don't want it. It's not working. But now as I'm realizing that I need to be more open to testing these things more thoroughly and not just trying it for two days and realizing that it just doesn't come naturally because hello, it's not a behavior that is like 
in my nervous system, right? It's not something that I've relied on in the past, so it's not something I go to automatically. It's something I have to retrain my brain to want to do and enjoy. But I also need to make sure that whatever's in my morning routine are things that I enjoy. And if they're not, then I'm not going to do it. Like, that's just how it is. But there are certain things, like, we have to parent ourselves, right? It can be tough. No one else is going to do it. So we do have to sometimes do those things that we don't want to do. So I tried to figure out what I could put in a morning routine that would make me actually enjoy it. And these are things that I probably wasn't doing before, or maybe some of them I was doing, but I had just downright convinced myself that I didn't need it. I don't want to do it. So it's just not going to happen. So instead, I developed a morning routine that I have been testing out for the last several weeks. And I even the first day I tested it, I made a note of something that didn't work. I'm like, okay, I'm going to restructure it, try it tomorrow and see how it goes. Just really trying to focus on being open-minded and not being like so rigid and mad about even trying this or having to do this. So what I put in there was yoga morning yoga, which is something I've resisted forever because I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, I don't really feel like doing that. My body's like stiff and I'm tight and I just don't want to stretch, but it's super good for you. And the more you do it, the better you feel in the morning. Imagine that. So I put yoga in there. I also put tea. I really, I have a ton of tea. I finally organized all of my tea bags and I have a lot of it. So I would like to keep drinking it and using it. So I have tea in the morning. I actually boil the water and make the tea and then do my yoga so that by the time I'm done with yoga, I can drink my tea and journal. I'm using my morning routine journal, you guys. I actually refreshed it and uh, made a new page. So I'm hoping to, if I do have that ready by the time this goes up, then I will link that in the show notes. Um, If I don't, I will still link my other one. But I really, really like this new layout that I made. So That's going to go a long way for helping me continue my morning routine. And then I also, um, well, within the journal, it has me list out my mood, which I like to track, my intention for the day, which I did a little uh, Instagram story a couple weeks ago about that. I think I've linked it into my uh, highlights, but it's about how we have to feel those intentions. We can't just say, I'm going to do my best today, but like, actually sit with that feeling. What does it feel like to be the person who does their best? That's part of my morning routine. And it's a little bit of journaling where I can do like a brain dump. I can get out my to-do list items. And then I also do a card pull from any of my Oracle decks or my tarot decks, just whatever's calling to me. And that's really been another way for me to trust my intuition. And I know asking a tarot deck or an Oracle deck anything seems counterintuitive to trusting your own intuition, but I trust myself to choose the right deck for that day. I trust myself to pick the right card for whatever I'm asking. I'm usually just asking what energy I need to focus on, but I trust that I'm picking the right card. And then when I pick the card, I trust that I'm reading it correctly or that if something just doesn't vibe about that card, that I'm still relying on myself to go through my day with what I feel I need. But it's still a good reminder of something. It might be like maybe I woke up with a whole lot of energy, but I pulled like the four of swords, which is all about like rest and meditation and probably not going super hard on your goals. Like I might feel like if I have this surge of energy, 
But it would, you know, it may not make sense in the overall of my day, but it would make sense to take some breaks, to make sure I'm taking care of myself, to eat right, to exercise, all that kind of stuff. So just trusting that I'm having the right intention with the cards that I'm pulling and all that kind of stuff has been good for me learning how to trust my intuition. But anyway, the point is I've been doing this morning routine, even though it was something I didn't think I wanted to do. And I love it now. Like it's not, I wouldn't say it's my favorite part of my day, but it really helps me feel more focused, more accomplished. Like within the first hour of my day, I've already exercised a little bit. I've had a nourishing cup of tea. I've gotten some thoughts out of my head so that my head's really clear. I have a a very clear intention of how I want to go through the day and I can keep that with me all throughout my day. So I don't necessarily get everything on my to-do list done or I don't always do everything within the morning routine, but it's taught me to be flexible, to not obsess with perfection. So like it's been a huge lesson for me. So even though it was something I didn't want to do, I'm doing it now and I'm enjoying it and I'm not tackling it with a perfectionist attitude. So overall, I get it. My creativity came back. So it feels like it's a good addition to my day. So I really like it. Now, I'm actually recording this back-to-back with last week's episode about our patterns, so zero time has gone by for me between episodes. Well, actually, I I took a break to make a latte so I could jot down some of these notes so I'm not super rambly, and I also snuck over to Instagram because it's part of my business now. It's part of what I do, and uh, the first post that my feed showed me spoke directly to this whole idea of our old patterns. Ashley Looker, who I will link to in the show notes because she's freaking amazing. I was introduced to her, I think, by Sarah Steckler from the Mindful Productivity podcast, which I promise I won't bring up every single episode, but seriously, you really need to listen to her show. (laughs) Ashley has her own show. I can't recall the name. It's something about like F perfection or something like that. And I, I need to listen to all of it. Um, But she had this really long, beautiful post about how old behaviors sneak up on us sometimes, that we fall back on them because they're reliable, they're predictable, they're how we know to operate. Sometimes we need lessons repeated over and over again before we finally learn what we need to learn from them. Now, I feel like I've learned a lot of my lessons before, and even back when I thought I finally had them down I clearly didn't, right? Because I'm still learning some things about burnout, about how I work and all that kind of stuff. So maybe I didn't learn, but that's okay. And the answer, like Ashley says, is to be gentle with ourselves and act out of love. So what I've decided to do is come up with an ideal schedule for my day so that I have some kind of basic structure to work with. I ask myself, In order to live a life I love, what kind of schedule would fit that version of me? The one who focuses on her health, the one who works on her creative projects, and the one who feels good at the end of the day when her husband comes home so she can strengthen that relationship with him. In order to be that person, what would my schedule look like? So now I have blocks of time for work, for eating, for working out, for meditating, and even for rest actual rest where I don't have to do anything. (laughs) And then I have a final block for being present with my husband at night when he comes home. And then in order to balance my masculine energy, that perfectionist part of me that needs to go, go, go and be perfect, 
with my feminine energy that wants to go with the flow, that doesn't really want this super rigid schedule. I've given myself permission to not have to be perfect at keeping up with the schedule, but I've also given myself a little bit of tough love because, like I said before, we don't have parents over our shoulder telling us what to do as adults. You know, no one else is going to look out for me and do the things I have to do. So I've said I have to at least try the schedule and see how it goes with a focus, a clear focus on what I'm doing. By doing that, I have realized that personally, I do much better with some guidance and structure, even though I've always felt like I hated it. My old pattern was to just totally scoff at the idea of a schedule because my free spirit didn't want to be tied down. I couldn't do anything because I wouldn't be perfect at it. So it was like, I might as well not try. My That free spirit in me didn't want to be told what to do or when to do it and then have to do all of that. So now my new pattern is to give things a shot. I'm trying to build this up so that I can learn how to test things and then really implement them before judging them. Like, I don't know what I need to do if I'm not even trying it out, right? I can feel like I have all the answers, but I can also feel like I'm really freaking frustrated, <laughs> like I need a change. And if I'm not willing to change my old patterns, I'm going to stay stuck. We have to do the things that we're not doing in order to get things we don't have. You can't keep expecting different results by doing the same stuff. So we've got to change. So now I even have a little bit of rebellion time in my schedule where I have a block where I can do whatever I want. It's for a half hour. I can just sit and do nothing. So I can, I have meditation time later in my schedule so I can do that. But if I don't want to for this block, I can just do whatever. I can catch up on a show or I can color or I can snuggle my dogs. I can sit outside and watch my tortoises or I can take a walk or go to the store or whatever. Whatever I want to do. I I can read. I can play with my tarot cards or whatever. I can do anything. That's what this little block of time is. But for most of the day, I have a schedule so that I can get things done. When I was feeling super creatively tapped, like I was spiraling out of control. I talked with my friend and realized I needed a focus. I needed a goal, even if it was small. Like I had this big picture goal of make a whole website, but that was not working. (laughs) And I took a course uh, back in March called HB90 with Sarah Cannon, and I'll link to that in the show notes, where she talked about planning like this, planning in smaller chunks. And creating uh, tasks for projects that uh, work toward achieving your goals. So it's not like this was new information, but because I wasn't writing, this was mostly for writers, although anybody can take it and apply it to their own lives. Because I was facing this unknown, like I don't have a clear plan of what I was trying to do with this podcast with, you know, I want to create journals and I want to make courses and I want to do all this stuff, but I didn't have a clear plan. Like with books, it was really easy for me. I could write them and promote them and write them and promote them and like just on this endless cycle. So I was almost trying to apply that same knowledge to what I was doing with this podcast and that was not working. So I realized I needed to cultivate my why and journal out my values, which I did. And that's something I will talk about in a future episode, most likely. But in doing that, I realized what I was doing. So then I could take that bigger goal of like, I wanted to make the website 
and break it down into bite-sized bits I could handle better in my brain, like pick a host, choose a theme, create the about page. Because when the goal was to create a website, I was super, super overwhelmed, like to the point of freezing up and doing nothing. But then I talked about it with a few friends who guided me toward a decision on which host to pick. So I did that. And then the smaller tasks tasks became so much clearer. Now I can pick those tasks to put on each day of my weekly spread of my planner, which is the HB90 planner, like from the course. So I'll link to that. Uh, This way I have a clear plan. And if a new issue pops up, I can make a note of it so I can figure out how to solve it without feeling so damn overwhelmed. Like the overwhelm kills progress and momentum. So having a plan in place with focus and structure has really helped me prevent that. Same thing with eating, same thing with working out. So uh, about a month ago, I'm not really sure when this podcast will air, but um, at least a month ago, I started eating uh, nutritarian style, which is Dr. Furman's Eat to Live protocol, where basically you're eating for nutrition. Food is functional. It's still delicious, but you're definitely eating with nutrition in mind. And that's made me feel so much better. But it was one of those things that I didn't tackle because I felt like I had to be perfect. I was so overwhelmed with now I need to eat completely differently and do all these things. And then same thing with a workout program. Like I have to be perfect at it. If I'm not consistent, then it's not worth trying. And instead, now I have a clear plan with a focus. So I know which meals I meal plan at the beginning of the week. I pick my workouts for the week. And hey, if something comes up, I'm going to be gentle with myself and realize that one day in the scheme of things is not the end of the world. If I miss one day, it's okay. If one meal kind of sucks, you know, it's okay. Like next day I get to start over fresh (laughs) and I have my plan with my focus so I can come back to that. If things aren't really working, if I'm really trying to force something that just does not feel good, then that's something I need to look at. But for now, these things are feeling really good. And I did it all one step at a time, which is super important. Because the point of looking looking out for patterns in your behavior is to figure out what you can eliminate or tweak in a focused way so you make progress. It's to choose one thing to work on as a goal with smaller focused tasks each day or whatever feels good for you so you can get it done. Maybe you can only work on that book you've always wanted to write, but you've put it off forever. You only have two hours each week. That's fine. Use those two hours. Don't throw them away because you can't do it all. Maybe you have only 20 minutes to work out in the morning, but you've been skipping it because you may be like me and feel like you've needed at least an hour to get a really good workout in. Doesn't matter. Do that 20 minutes. Take those 20 minutes to take care of yourself and then move on with your day. Or maybe you really wanted to look for a new job, but the idea is so overwhelming that you just put up with the one you're in right now. Come up with a plan with bite-sized tasks to complete this. You know, just maybe look for three jobs a day or whatever, one. If it's just one, that's okay. Send out one resume. Focus on something small and do one thing at a time. So this doesn't have to be difficult. We can make it difficult. That's why we hold ourselves back. We're too caught up in the big picture of finding that new job or writing an entire book or getting six-pack abs. But if we were to focus, slow down, just take it one thing at a time, so no more multitasking, then we could accomplish our dreams. But we are spread 
so thin by trying to do all the things that we feel like garbage and we get nothing done and we're probably beating ourselves up for it. So when we slow down, we can allow that big goal to become a smaller, a set of smaller goals. And then when we focus on doing what we can each day without feeling overly concerned about what needs to get needs to get done two months or a year from now, that is where the magic is, my friends. And that is what I want for you. So in the end, I needed a goal. I didn't want to think I did. And part of me thought I had one. But that led me to the values question and cultivating my why. Working on those things really made me come to terms with the fact that I'm working on this podcast and I'm creating a website and I'm curating journals all for myself. Mm. This is all for the ultimate goal of making me the best version of myself I can possibly be. That was hard to swallow because it didn't feel like it was altruistic enough. It didn't feel like it was selfless enough. Like it feels super selfish to say that I am trying to build something here with this podcast and with making this website that I've been so focused on making and creating more journals that I want to put out there and hopefully turning that into a course. I had a huge idea of what I ultimately want to focus on next year And I couldn't wrap my head around it because I wasn't doing it for anybody else but myself. Like I completely put a block up and didn't want to accept the fact that everything I'm doing right now is for myself. But in the end, I do get to share it with all of you so that you can join me on this journey and take it up too if you'd like. Because if these things are useful for me and I'm doing this for myself, Chances are that when I share them like I am now, they're useful for at least one other person of the seven and a half billion people out there. And I hope that's you. So my action step for you this week is to pick the one thing you can focus on for the rest of the week or for the coming week to help you make progress on something you've been spinning your wheels on. You can journal it out. You can chat with a friend or meditate on it. Even reach out to me if you want. I am happy to discuss this with you. But let's come up with just one thing that you can make progress on so you can learn to trust yourself and your own intuition again. Pick something, come up with a plan that includes the smallest steps possible, and choose to intentionally focus on that for at least a week to see how you feel. With this, you can accomplish something which will feel so good but it'll show you that you can start something, finish something, and be successful, whatever that looks like to you. Once you do that, you'll find some momentum for the other areas of your life, but really choose just one thing and use your focus to achieve that goal. That's what I want for you guys this week, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free by emailing me at discoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Facebook at discoveryourselfpod. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. I would also love it if you would send this episode to a friend or someone you know who might need this message in their life too. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon.